Well, as tired as these phrases might be, this Easter is unlike any Easter we've had or God willing will ever have again. Typically, Easter Sunday should start with some intrepid souls gathering before sunrise at the dawn service, and then hundreds more of us gathering to ring bells, smell lilies, say alleluia, and even welcome a newly baptized child into the community of faith. It's hard to picture Easter without sunny weather, even though there are most certainly cloudy or rainy Easter mornings. Lots of lovely outfits and celebrations, smiles, and greetings of he is risen, he is risen indeed. Easter usually feels like a wonderful family gathering, all of us together in one place. But we're not getting that this year. But then again, the first Easter didn't feel much like that either. What did the first Easter feel like? Well, it felt like going to where you think you'd find your friend was buried to discover that his body was missing. You might naturally assume that someone has stolen the body. I mean, the general resurrection of the dead in the last day might have been expected, Martha said as much to Jesus just before Lazarus was brought back from the grave. But Lazarus was brought back by Jesus, and now Jesus was gone. Where did they take him? The first Easter morning felt like confusion. After spending a weekend in grief and sorrow, you wake up to something totally unexpected. The first Easter felt like seeing the resurrected Jesus face to face, but mistaking him for the gardener. The first Easter was Mary Magdalene at the tomb, but the other disciples huddled away in a locked room. The fear they felt for potential persecution and the caution we're taking to slow down a pandemic are not the same, but at least the experience is similar. We know what it's like to be anxious. The first Easter felt hopeless until it didn't. And when it didn't, it wasn't an instant revelation like switching on the lights and shouting that he is risen. Even Mary Magdalene doesn't fully understand what's going on, and she gets to have a conversation with Jesus. The first Easter felt like that moment when everything seems lost, and into that hopelessness you get this remarkable little maybe. But what a maybe it was. I don't mean to say that we believe that maybe Jesus rose from the dead. What I mean is this. Have you ever seen someone when they first get a surprise and it takes them a few seconds before they can even react. Sometimes the surprise is so good that the shock of it all takes a second to register. When I think of it, I picture those wonderful, sappy, feel-good videos of kids being surprised by their military parents who just returned from active duty, or step-parents or stepchildren seeing that the adoption papers have gone through or the moment a small child with hearing loss has the cochlear implants turned on and they hear their mother's voice for the first time. The Easter Sunday, the first Easter Sunday, was the very first half second of the big reveal in each of those videos. And just like in all of those cases, the world completely changed. Mary Magdalene runs to the other disciples and simply tells them, I have seen the Lord. She doesn't know yet to say that Jesus is victorious over death. She doesn't yet have language like Paul does in our reading from Colossians, where he can say, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. 
Paul has a chance to develop theology, and it's after the ascension, so he can think about Jesus at the right hand of God. But that doesn't make Mary's declaration any less powerful. This simple statement, I have seen the Lord, is a pronouncement of truth that will reverberate through the rest of time. It isn't a declaration that from now on things will be easy. It isn't a statement that the world will no longer have any problems. When trials come, and come they have, we aren't surprised because we're the people who believe that on Good Friday, Jesus faced evil in all of its power out of love for us. And on the third day, he rose again, trampling down death and sin and hell, and that when the powers and principalities of this world rage on, it's the thrashing of an enemy whose ultimate defeat is sure. And into that thrashing darkness, the face of Jesus, risen from the dead, launched thousands of poems and songs and paintings and has inspired thousands of saints who have walked with confidence into danger and uncertainty because they knew Easter Sunday was true, that we follow the one who died and rose again, and now death no longer has its power over us. Easter Sunday is when we are least allegorical about our faith. Ours is not a belief in belief, the power of positive thinking or confidence built on a can-do attitude. Our faith isn't a set of, God forbid, useful moral principles to live by, worked out over centuries to get you through the day or to help you to be your best self. Ours is not a faith that relies on our own belief, on whether or not we say or do the right things. If we all fail and we all lose it, Jesus Christ still died for our sins and rose victorious from the dead, Israel's Messiah and Lord of all. Easter Sunday can't be reduced to pithy quotes, but there are a few that I think do some pretty good work. Leslie Newbingen once said, I am neither a pessimist nor an optimist. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Flannery O'Connor, whose work is full of reflections on the darkness of which humanity is capable, said simply, if it's just a symbol, to hell with it. Stanley Hauerwas summarized our life in Christ simply. Jesus Christ is Lord. Everything else is... I'll let you look up the rest of the quote yourself, as it might not be sermon appropriate, but the point still stands. And in an article in Christianity Today this weekend, Tish Harrison Warren, a priest in our diocese, wrote this. The truest fact of the universe this Eastertide is not death tolls, empty sanctuaries, or overcrowded hospitals. The truest fact of the universe is an empty tomb. The resurrection is the only evidence that love triumphs over death, weakness prevails over strength, and beauty outlives ashes. If Jesus is risen in actual history with all the palpability of flesh, fingers, bone, and blood, there is hope that our mourning will be comforted and that death will not have the final word. I wish that this year we could celebrate this fact just like we do every other year. But this year we have to celebrate differently, clinging to that just maybe like the first disciples did. And our situation is not the same, but it does feel dire. It can feel like death has won, but it has not. Jesus has risen from the dead, and nothing will ever be the same. Alleluia. Amen. <laughs>